0: This is Brannon House Live. Whether the issue is law, science, economics,
1: history, family, social issues, education, religion, government, or national security, Brannon brings the issues of the day into clear focus through the lens of a Judeo-Christian worldview. And now, here is your
0: host, Brannon House.
2: All right. Good evening. Glad you are with us. We're going to be joined by Sharam Hadian tonight. Remember, he was born and raised in Iran. He's going to join us tonight with several stories out that we need to talk about. Dr. Lana is going to join us. What is appeal? It's It's spelled A-P-E-E-L. Apparently, it gets sprayed on a lot of your food to preserve your food. But what is it? Are you guys like me? Are you getting tired of having such a compromised food supply in America? Apparently, this is not so much the case in other countries like Canada and over in Europe. They they, they have foods over here I've been reading about for about two years now that are banned in other parts of the world. They figured out this is not good for our people. We don't want our folks eating this. But here in America, it seems like the worse it is, the more excited big ag and the food manufacturers are about it we'll get with dr lana about that dr rob Lindstead joins us along with dr andy woods and then we're gonna mix into the conversation aaron live from israel it'll be literally almost sun up when aaron joins us <clears throat> about an hour from now we'll get a live report from israel there was a houthi iranian backed houthi attacked uh, a British ship in the Red Sea. We'll get an update on that. Again, the the things that we've been talking about here involving the Red Sea are that we would not be shocked to see that most of the world believes that World War III starts in the Middle East. Now, a lot of us believe World War III has already started in the in, in maybe uh, the new way of warfare, if you will, disinformation, propaganda, psychological operations. Hacking, cyber hacking, but certainly I believe World War III, if you want to say kinetically, started October 7th. Absolutely. But much of the world still is thinking, well, that's over there. Many are predicting that indeed the World War III scenario will begin in earnest from the Middle East and maybe indeed out of the conflict in the Red Sea. We'll get an update on all that tonight with Dr. Rob Linstead, Dr. Andy Woods, and Aaron live from Israel. And we're going to play some video clips. I got a great dog video. And it is not a, what a cute little dog video. No, 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 no. This is an Islamist chewing up, tearing up, seeking out dog. Who's a good boy? You're going to see that tonight. Mm, I got to get me one of these kind of dogs. A good old security dog. Look at what the IDF have. You're going to want to see this video. Apparently this dog has a, don't listen up, Listen up, Delta, our studio dog. This dog apparently has a camera on its back. And uh, it found itself, I guess, a Hamas member and took care of business. So you're going to want to see this video along with several others we got. Oh, here's another one. Do not mess with the IDF dogs. Don't mess with them. And you also do not want to mess with the IDF women. I got another video tonight out of Israel where a guy thought he could well, hurl an insult as, at a female IDF officer or IDF soldier. Mm. He found out what for real quick. All right, joining me first up is Sharam Hady. And Sharam, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you, Brandon, for having me. It's so great to be back with you. By the way, congratulations on the Patriot TV.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very, very much. And um, uh, we're, 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 we're in for quite the ride, so it's gonna be fun. Uh, so Sharam, first of all, I want to talk about, did you see that our old, (laughs) our old friend Yasser Khadi is building a 402 acre Muslim city in Plano, Texas. You, you weren't able to be on with, um, with Usama Dakdak and I, Dakdak and I, let me see if I can pull up. Oh yeah, here it is. Look at that. Look at there. Epic 2.0. Welcome to the Epic city. Well, I can push the button if you guys aren't. There you go. Welcome to the epic, sea. see guys, just everybody in the in, in TV world, I look at this, come back to me guys, I have this right here, I have one of these right here, so if they don't push a camera shot I want fast enough, or uh, my own graphics fast enough, or even the lower third I want, I could actually take charge out here if I have to, so sometimes when they get in there and they're watching a ball game or something distracted, woo, I would have thrown up the wrong thing, alright. Well, he fixed it for me, he says now. But anyway, I can push buttons out here, too, at the desk. I'm telling you. So um, that's when I say I can do it if you guys don't want to. I, that Their audience is probably wondering. Yeah, they make this thing called Stream Deck. And I got all kinds of buttons here I, I, that Logan's taught me how to push. So if Logan ever needs to go to the bathroom, he'll just say, you got it, Dad. <laughs> and I can produce the whole show with my Stream Deck right here. <laughs> too much information, says Logan. TMI. All right. Anyway, there it is. Now can I push the button, Logan? There it is. Look, I did that, folks. Look, Mom. Uh, I used just my one finger and did that. Look at that. Producing TV, Mom. Uh, Look at that. Epic 2.0. Welcome to the Epic City, a safe, purpose-built community to serve the growing needs of a Muslim community. And uh, where's the swimming pool? I don't see the swimming pool. (laughs) I don't see the swimming pool in this overhead picture. (laughs) <laughs> why would I say that? By the way, reminder audience it's, why I'm saying I don't see a swimming pool.
3: Brett, right, it, it's hard to have the swimming pool when all the Muslim women have to be in, in their full burqas <laughs> They'll drown, <laughs> and, you know. It, when those they're gonna burqas drown get wet. in the middle Woo, of Texas right the heat, bottom. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No skin. That's you know, that's 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 not that's not allowed in Islam. Come on, now. You understand that? You know that they can't show any skin.
2: No, no pool. I see no pool. But yeah, go out there in Texas in your burka and what is that? Play some basketball, maybe some. I don't know. Whatever. Is that tennis courts? I don't know. Ooh, that's gonna be a hot, a hot community to live in. Uh, here we go. A a master plan, single family lots, townhomes, schools, parking lot, multifamily apartments, senior living, commercial space, parks, fields, and courts. And you can get some shares, don't you know? Ooh, run out and get yourself some shares at the soon-to-be epic 2.0 uh yasser khadi community they're one of their one of their own graphics behind them says it's going to be 402 acres i didn't get a chance to have your comment on this because you you weren't with us tonight usama brought this to my attention and came on but i would li- love to get your thoughts on this before we go to another topic
3: bren uh, how long have i been trying to warn america about the fact that once islam gains a foothold it will declare that it is in the upper house of Islam It is called the house of surrender and that is when they begin to show their true colors and begin to uh, demonstrate what their true agenda is which is to establish these enclaves what you're seeing here is a 400 acre Islamic enclave it is the upper house of Islam uh, we we by the way uh, I work to fight this in Boise Idaho I just got a call from a friend of mine who's a legislator up in Minnesota. they are There is a community up there that they're developing with exactly what Cottey is talking about here in Texas. And we've been talking about Texas for a long time because Texas for a long time had more mosques. Now New York has taken over, but Texas for a long time had the number one a number of mosques in America. So this is what the invasion looks like. This is what the Islamic takeover looks like. And they don't even then hide their agenda. No, we're gonna build our own cities. We're gonna then be governed by what? They're gonna be governed by the United States Constitution? No, they're gonna be governed by Sharia, by Islamic law within that community, a nation within a nation. And the American people uh, refuse to wake up and understand. And Qadi was gloating. I watched the video, he was gloating. He was so uh, joyous that this is now what's happening and that this is the model for what needs to happen all across america
2: well you know you know that our friend uh, james white uh the evangelist james white who learned islam from yasser qadi uh he told us in that interfaith dialogue right here in my backyard in 2017 he that you and i and you some exposed he said that as the secularists get control, the Muslims and the Christians are going to have to band together, right, to fight off the secularists. Right. So I am, I am, I am very confident since uh, Phil Johnson of John MacArthur's Grace to You, since Phil Johnson of John MacArthur's Grace Community Church, since Phil Johnson of John MacArthur's uh, uh, Masters Seminary College, uh, I, I, since they defended James White up one wall, down the other, trust you and me and our families on social media even doxed where I went to church, so I had to leave that church, Encourage people to find out where my home address is. That's after they knew that a gunman had come into my conference in, uh, from Saudi Arabia in April of 2017. I'm sure since they were so uh, adamant to defend James White in his interfaith dialogue with a Jew-hating, Holocaust-denying, Hitler-defending, jihadi-preaching imam, and that James White believes the Christians and the Muslims gotta stand together. I am so pleased to announce tonight that they're going to have the James White apologetic center there. And I think I heard that Grace to You and John MacArthur is going to have a seminary branch right there so they can all partner together in defending religious liberty. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. But but, do you think many of the Christians in Plano, in that part of Texas... Do you think that they are being encouraged at all to oppose this? No, because if you do, you're going to get ridiculed, called names, say you hate Muslims by even John MacArthur's uh, executive director of Grace to You. So I think we just neutered the church, and then John MacArthur and his people helped do it.
3: True or false? Uh, true. Absolutely 100% true. Uh, when you help your enemies, and in and, and Islam, is an ideological spiritual enemy to christianity islam is an ideological spiritual enemy to the united states of america its ideology cannot coexist with this nation its ideology cannot coexist with our constitution our foundation our freedoms uh, that uh, at least are on paper Uh, so you're absolutely correct when the christians are helping aiding and abetting uh, not just John, uh, John MacArthur, not just James White. Remember when Russell Moore uh, yep. of, of the SBC, SBC, they helped to protect the mosques. They wanted to put uh, the the writ in the court cases to defend the mosque because any community that that dared defy uh, and resist a mosque being built in their community, especially a mosque, don't forget, Brandon, that is owned by the North American Islamic Trust, that is a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. When we identified which is Hamas, which fall, is Hamas which is Hamas, exactly, which is Hamas so, which, in America. So when
2: Hamas carries out in America what they did October 7th, I believe you're gonna be able to to uh, point the finger at a lot of leading so-called evangelicals in America that neutered the church and ridiculed you and me in trying to lift up a shout of warning as we started doing so many years ago.
3: True? True, absolutely true. The blood will be on their heads. Uh, they will be held to account because they are complicit in not only the destruction of America, but in the murder of Christians. Because when these Muslims kill Christians in America, uh, they're going to do it under the banner of Islam. They're gonna do it under the banner of the direction of their false god and their false prophet, their pedophile prophet. And they're gonna do it while the Christians are sitting there saying, oh, we have so much in common, let's help them, let's elevate them. So absolutely right, the warning has been given uh, they are without excuse, Brandon. We tried to warn them. They're without excuse. And now here in Plano, Texas, James uh, uh, Khadi, who again, James White said he is my mentor. He called this Muslim. He, who? Who? Which Christian leader do you know that calls a Muslim imam who denies the Holocaust, who extols the 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 the, the fact that Jews are crooked nose, and that he denies that the Holocaust is is what really happened and and supports uh you know indirectly the work of, of of Hitler and the Nazis which christian leader do you know says this individual is my mentor and when we try to warn them as you said they ridicule don't forget they they uh um um what's his name i'm forgetting his name phil uh, johnson uh, phil johnson phil johnson came out and remember said that we are fake that, that that i'm a fake christian that i'm not even a real christian that i'm just lying about being and, and a they christian. were
2: some of them were questioning your background usama's background as though somehow you guys have made all these stories up but you know people, right. people say boy that's 2017 you guys are still pointing this out that's right because these roosters are coming home to roost now right Uh, These these things are now coming home, and we told you, America, American Christians, constitutionalists, conservatives, we told you, when these things begin to happen, we are going to be here to say, who gets the blame, right? Who helps get the blame for neutering the church, neutering Christians from responding? Because many of them saw how we were treated on social media, right? They saw, and it's still there, a lot of it, online. You'll find it in their articles. And do you think most most people have skin as thick as Usama and Sharamanite? No. And they're like, man alive, I don't want to be in that arena. And so they stay quiet. And who has helped to do that? These so-called evangelicals. Here's the other thing, too. Have any of them ever apologized, pulled down their mean articles and statements and doxing? No, you still find that stuff today. Has John MacArthur's elder board ever apologized for sending us a letter and an email telling us to never contact them again, even though we were doing the right thing by Matthew 18 and going to them first? And they said, I'm sorry, Matthew 18 doesn't apply to you. You're not a member of our church. Wow. Mm. So you guys are rewriting Mm. the Bible. So all of a sudden, Mm. Matthew 18 is only for people that go to your church. Well, that's a very convenient way to shelter your leaders from ever being called out by anyone is rewrite the Bible and write the rules yourself. True?
3: True, absolutely true. Uh, They rewrote the Bible. They they, they changed the entirety of, of the way that we are to have accountability. In this case, we went to them directly before we called out James White publicly because we wanted to honor this individual who had done good work, who had for a time uh, debated Muslims and, and and was exposing Islam, but then something flipped in him, and he turned. And then when we tried to biblically, Brandon, biblically, this was not any in any way a direct attack on James White's personality, his characteristics. No, this was simply on the behavior of engaging in interfaith, which is unbiblical. In a and church, then not only in a church. In a church, exactly. And with an individual that we directly tied to Linda Sarsour, Nihad Awad of Care, the Council on American which Islamic is Relations. Which is Hamas. Which is Hamas? Again, this is Hamas in America. Uh, the the Muslim Brotherhood created Hamas, the uh, Islamic Association of Palestine, which then morphed into Hamas. Which then, after Hamas was labeled a terrorist organization, uh, they started CARE and and the Council on American Islamic Relations, and then that is now funding Hamas, supporting Hamas. So these Christian and, and don't forget when 2019, when James White came out in one of the uh, um, conferences that they do and said that that we are being Islamophobic. He actually used that terminology that the Muslims created to, to, to come against anybody that dares criticize Islam. When James White uses that terminology to then slander Christian brethren like you and I and say we're being Islamophobes, for daring to warn about the ideology of Islam. And when I warned that Minnesota and, and Minneapolis would go to the upper house of Islam, now it has. When, I war- when I'm warning that New York is gonna go, now it is going. And now you're seeing it in Texas. And, and Michigan, you're and again. Michigan. And Michigan, of course, Michigan. And now you're seeing it, Brandon, that they're showing their agenda. They have no agenda to assimilate. Their agenda is to segregate and create their Islamic enclaves, their communities. And in those communities that by the way, where is the money coming from to uh, what do you think a, a property like this that is 400 acres uh, cost? Where and, and, is this and, and, money? And, uh, Plano,
2: Texas is a, a nice community. Nice I mean, community. It's not like you're out in the yeah. sticks somewhere in right. Texas where they have a bunch of land nobody wants. They got it dirt cheap. Right. Plano, right. Plano, Texas is a nice area
3: nice area but when i was when i spoke down uh in the suburbs of houston right when i spoke at our mutual friend dr andy woods church and we would go to sugarland art there you see all of the businesses that are now owned by the muslims in the community money was pouring into this community sugarland is a nice area of a suburb of houston and so you see that now in plano you said money is pouring in from overseas into these communities and they are this is how they systematically take over, as they have done in, in in Western Europe. But, and by the way, when it, you
2: when you when you when James White uses the word "we're involved in Islamophobia," he's giving credibility, as you said, to a word that was really created by a group of people that many of us believe is tied back to care and to Hamas and these groups. And when he does that, that's now giving people reason to believe that people who do that should be punished. and Ie, uh, here comes Kamala Harris after October seventh with her is anti-Islamophobia Act, which really means that people like you and I will be kicked off the internet, you know, deplatformed. In my case, kicked off radio, terrestrial radio. You know, they'll bring charges like they can do well in in Canada, in the UK. You can't say the stuff that we say on terrestrial radio in the UK. You can't even right. say some of this stuff on the internet. We saw a guy got right. arrested uh, on video for just showing the Palestinian slash Hamas flags after October 7th in his neighborhood and, and bemoaning that in a very benign social media post. They arrested him, and we showed the video of his family filming and chastising the cops. Why are you arresting him for 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 denouncing a terrorist organization that killed Jews? That's not even on terrestrial radio. That's just online. So when you have people using these terms like, islamophobia and saying that it's a legitimate thing an unreasonable fear and phobia well you know what i hate to say this but some of the folks in israel in that kibbutz they did not have listen now folks they did not have a reasonable fear of islam and and they're dead Mm. if they had had a reasonable fear. If they had had a little bit of Islamophobia in them. See, they're trying to say we have an unreasonable fear or phobia. okay, That it's a mental disorder. Or it's a religious hatred thing. But if those some of those folks in that kibbutz had had a legitimate, reasonable, and much required fear of the Gazans and Hamas, they'd be alive today and their children. But many of them thought, like James White, I believe, you can do a kumbaya. We can all work together, and when the secularists take over, we can help each other. And those folks, some of those folks in that kibbutz, they knew those folks were coming in, and they let them come in, and they hired them, I'm told, by Aaron, and they had them working in their fields, working in their gardens, providing them with work, and saying, you know, we all need to work together. And yet, how did Hamas treat the people that were trying to find common ground with them, provide them with economic assistance with jobs. How did Hamas treat them? Apparently they beheaded them, raped them, cut off the uh, hands of their children, cut off a woman's breast, gang raped and burned alive. So maybe if we had a little more so-called Islamophobia, those people would be alive today.
3: Brandon, absolutely. Well said, and that's a great connection there. Uh, I would would add to that that I think it's not just uh, a rational fear that we ought to have or concern, but it's discernment. Because when you are discerning what the times are, and when you're discerning that there is an ideology here that clearly hates you now, of course, as Christians, we don't hate our enemies we pray for them but it doesn't mean that we open the gates and let them in 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 either right we are we must be wise enough to understand that we got to protect our communities our families i'm not going to open the door for the for the drug addict or for the bad guy to come into my home and rape and kill my my wife and my my children uh, just because i want to show compassion outside the house to them uh, that's foolishness. that is absolute. That's a fool that does that in their family. And James White is a fool. Uh, John MacArthur's uh, uh, G- executive director Phil Johnson is a fool. These are people that are aiding and abetting. And, and, and as you said, the term Islamophobia, not only will the NSA use it to say we are a national security threat, That's what they did. That's what the White House labeled it as after October 7th. But Brandon, remember in Islam, the charge of Islamophobia is a charge of slander. It means you're slandering Islam, which means that any Muslim under Islamic law could kill you and then be found innocent because they're simply defending Islam. So here you have Christian brethren who are actually aiding and abetting in threats against other Christians and they believe that they're doing it in the in the in the loving manner of this is how we have to love so you're going to hate your christian brother your christian sister but you're going to love your ideological enemy that's a fool in my well, and opinion. they told and, us
2: we didn't we didn't want to evangelize the muslims they i actually someone were putting out there we want muslims to go to hell and yet of uh, course you know you, you you come from a muslim family so did so yeah. did annie uh your, yeah. your your mom and dad were would consider themselves Muslims, although your your dad was a pork-eating, beer-drinking Muslim. So he's the one that said, I'm getting out of Iran. I don't want to be under Sharia. I'm, I don't want to be yeah. under the Ayatollah. I'm getting out. But that would imply that you somehow don't want your family members to come to Christ. How How horrible for people to say that. Just because you're pointing out the dangers within the evangelical Christian world that is buying the leftist ideology of Islamophobia or that we can do interfaith dialogue. So the point we're making here on this, and I got more I need to get to with you, is uh, we told you we were going to tell you we told you so when this starts to manifest itself. And when there's Christian persecution, limits on free speech, Christians start to be murdered uh, because people are not taking the due diligence they should to have caution and fear for what's coming. We're going to, we said back in 2017, we will remind you who helped to lay the foundation for this. And sadly... Uh, we wouldn't keep bringing it up. If if, if James White, John MacArthur, Phil Johnson and, and their elder board would publicly repent, we would never bring it up again, would we?
3: Absolutely not. Because if they recognize the error of their ways and the continued error, by the way, the continued error because. Because they keep booking uh, to, J-
2: uh, White to come in there.
3: They do. Exactly. And, and And to segue into the dangers, I mean, let's not forget that the that the. Uh, What I call the trans-Islamo shooter that 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 shot up Lakewood Church, Uh, this is this is a shooter that extolled Islam, that extolled that 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 was that was uh, glorifying jihad, that talked about uh, supporting Hamas. So yes, it was a confused individual who identified as a trans man, but this was also somebody that supported the Islamic movement. So why is the media not talking about that? Why is there a cover-up in the media? And where are the Christians? Where are the Christian leaders in Texas, for example, or in America that should have been saying, listen, uh, this is horrific what happened at Lakewood. Of course, I believe that uh, that the, Joel the leadership... Joel o- has been uh, heretical in his teaching of, of the Bible and Christianity, but it doesn't in any way negate the fact that they still, thank God, there was two undercover police officers who were, you know, on the campus at the time of the shooting. Otherwise, there'd be body bags and dead Christians again, just like there was in Nashville when that uh, trans it- terrorist went and, sh- and killed six including three children under the age of nine years old, three Christians that, by the way, never got labeled as a hate crime by the, by the uh, woke Justice Department. The same thing here. But where are the Christian leaders in America that are saying, wait a second, this isn't just a trans individual, this is an individual that was supporting Islam. How come that's not being talked about? And then on top of that, when you have this alarming rise of anti-Semitism, Brandon, since October 7th, and you have christian leaders that have been silent or their false ideology their false theology about israel gets them into the into the camp of supporting the quote unquote palestinians so you see it all just snowballs it is one thing connected to another, connected to another, because once you are deceived here in step one, you're going to be deceived in step two, step three, step four. And that's why we're trying to warn people about these things, because ultimately it, it will affect how you view Israel, how you view what's going on in the Middle East, how you view what's going on in America. It's all interconnected. Yeah, indeed it is.
2: All right, let's go to this. I get tired of talking about him, but th- uh, here's Stu Peters. What What has he been saying lately?
3: Well, this interview, somebody sent me this interview and I watched the whole thing and it was hard to watch because, uh, you know, Peters was somebody that I think you and I both agree during COVID uh, was doing a pretty good job, pretty decent job of exposing the pandemic and exposing uh, everything that was going on, including uh, the death shots and including all of of all of the elements of, of the damage that. Uh, the mandates and the shots were doing to people. And, and I was the first one to say, hey, I appreciate that bold voice. However, when October 7th happened, what I didn't realize about Peter's was just how anti-Semitic he is by, by, by bringing out the narrative that we've heard over and over and over again, that the Jews run the world, that the Jews are the, the, the main globalists, and that anybody that supports Israel or supports Jews in Israel and their right to the land is lumped into this global Zionist camp. And therefore, we are as deceived. The interview, of course, was about Putin. He was interviewing uh, this guy, Kapner, uh, they call him Brother Kapner, who is a, he was born Jewish to a very liberal family and, Kapner is now, when he starts off, and I don't know if you have about the, uh, just before the 11 minute mark, but he starts immediately jumping into the problem with the world and the problem with what's going on. And guess what they say? The problem with the world are the Jews. And Kapner jumps into that this is now, the Jews today are the synagogue of Satan that is referred to in Revelation chapter two and Revelation chapter three, the two letters to the church, one in Smyrna, and one in the Church of Philadelphia. So I had to bring this to your attention because I thought, wow, this is fueling what is happening in a a, a segment of evangelicalism that for whatever reason, their their, uh, theology, maybe their end time views are warped, Brandon, and they're coming out with this notion and believing the lie that the Jews indeed are the main culprit in this global cabal. Now, don't get me wrong. Remember, I was on air with you October 7th, right? Did I not say, right. I believe Israel gave it, someone in the government gave a stand down order. I said very clearly, I, the Israeli government is corrupt. There's corruption, just like the American yeah, government. Yeah, they have their own corrupt. deep state, I'm sure too. Absolutely, right? So. I didn't blanket support the Israeli government and say, you know, everything they do, they walk on water. But this is so dangerous because Stu Peters is just, I mean, it's vitriol. And, well, is and, it, and at, I, what,
2: at what point? About the 11 minute mark, or what is it?
3: Yeah. He, he starts the interview with Kapner around 10:16. So if you started around there, he introduces Kapner. But really, just before the 11 minute mark, he asks Capner about, what is the problem in the world? You know, his assessment of the problem right, in the me, world. All right, let me see if he... this
2: is it. Let's, let's try playing All this, right. guys. Here we go. Give me some audio there, guys.
4: There I go. see it,
1: having grown up as a Jew in this synagogue in traditional Judaism with a large uh, outer family, we call a Mishpochah, in the synagogue. And
2: I was able to see the whole collectivism of Jewry, A Jew is not an individual. He acts as a collective. People have to understand that. And that's why Jesus said
1: they are the synagogue of Satan. It's organized, it's universal, and it's evil. I grew up in it. So I
3: see the picture of Jewish supremacy. And right now, today,
2: not only in America and and in the Western world, we have Jewish supremacy destroying the planet and there are there is one major holdout russia so russia is our salvation and i guess he's going to buy the notion that so many do that that putin's a christian uh just because a guy may be opposed to the lgbtq agenda which you know is not good for furthering your country's uh uh, you know strength and military and, and and masculine men so you can be opposed to the lgbtq agenda and not be doing it for chapter and verse does it make putin a christian or is one guy with one pro- family group out of Mississippi said that putin was a lion of Christianity you know uh I'm sorry no um you know there's a lot there with the uh, whole russia ukraine and th- and I'm not in going to war with Putin but I'm also not willing to make him out to be some christian but this guy's telling you that that Putin is holding out to the Jews. Give me a break.
3: Yeah, the the jewelry, it, and right? By the way, yeah, is I don't pro- is,
2: is 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 Putin rounding up the Jews in his own country? I don't think he is. So no, if he's, he's so not. opposed to the Jews, then would he not be be talking the way this guy is? And I and again, I'm not a defender of Putin, but if Putin is standing up to the Jews, wouldn't he be rounding up the Jews? I'm pretty sure they have Jewish synagogues in Russia. They have Russian Jews, right? So this Did guy, you? this guy is this guy is a, you know. So there are people on the right that 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 put motives and and things onto Putin that are not right. There are people that on the left that put things onto Putin to justify their agenda that's not right. And this guy, I think, is putting things onto Putin. I'm not a defender of Putin, but this guy again claiming that Putin's doing what he's doing because he's the one standing up to the Jews. Are you? What he's saying here really is the Jews are in charge of the new world order, and Putin is standing up to the new world order. Well, the Jews aren't in charge of the new world order. Are there some people with Jewish names? Yeah, there are. But guess what? There's a lot of people with Italian names and, you know, European names and German names. Do we really want to start playing that? Because they're also, by the way, self-hating Jews, right? I mean, I wouldn't call George Soros a pro-Jew are pro-Jewish, would you? I mean, he's the one that told 60 Minutes, did he not? That as like a 14-year-old, he went around with his handler recruiting the property of the Jews during Nazi Germany and didn't feel any guilt about it? You mean at 14, he doesn't have enough of a a conscience at 14 to know even as a human, much less a a fellow Jew, that this isn't right? So I would say Karl Marx is a self-hating Jew. There's a lot of them. But again, there are righteous Gentiles and there are wicked Gentiles. There are good Jews, there are bad Jews. You know, we live in a sinful, fallen world. But to right. say that Putin is fighting the New World Order, i.e., the Jews, this is pure 100% anti Semitism, which to all you liberal uh, bloggers and ex Twitter people on there and journalists that say because I speak against globalism, that's some kind of dog whistle for the Jews, that's stupidity because I have been on record for 33 years in my public uh profession as a defender of the jewish people so one can oppose globalism without it meaning you're going after the jews but that's what this guy i think is pushing that narrative that if you're fighting the globalists you're really fighting the jews because that's what i just
3: heard what you hear Absolutely. And, and Peter's, remember in, in the intro, uh, Peter's actually starts off and, and this Kapner guy is now backing it up. And, and then this just goes on. This goes on for the entire hour plus. I mean, it's not just one time. Over and over and over again, they're espousing this rhetoric. Uh, the globalist Jews, the globalist Jews, the Jewry, the, they control everything. They're behind everything. He goes on to say that Klaus Schwab is just a puppet of the Jews, that they'll raise up another one and they'll put it in his place. Uh, and then, and, of course, he's set has, up. By the
2: way, has Stu Peter spent as much time exposing the Islamists? And Islam no, that's and the Sharia? Tab. Bingo,
3: bingo, bingo. That's what I was about to say, Brandon. You read my mind, is that he spends no time exposing Islam or the Islamic movement or the Muslim Brotherhood. And that's what I'm trying to make Because you do know,
2: I mean, in their way of thinking, the Jews are the ones that flew the planes into the World Trade Center. The Jews are the ones that flew the plane into the Pentagon. The Jews are the ones that flew the plane into the field in Pennsylvania in their line of thinking. I mean, if you really follow where they're going with this, I would think this is what you could say. You know, the Jews are the ones that go around the world blowing themselves up in jihad, hoping to get 72 perpetual versions. The Jews are the ones that gang rape and want multiple wives and 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 take little girls as their as their uh brides. I mean, no, all of that is Islam. What is it about Islam that they don't understand and that the one Islam's going after are the Jews? Now, are the is the state of Israel pure as the wind-driven snow? No, it is not. And Aaron, who lives in Israel, will join us soon, will tell you: we are not in an innocent government. We're not even innocent people. We, we are just like America. We are diverse. We have Marxist Jews. We have New Age Jews. We have secular Jews. We have Orthodox Jews. We have Christian Jews, Messianic Jews. that m- They believe in Messiah. We're just like America. We're diverse. Right. America's right. not pure. America's not perfect. Neither is Israel. He'll tell you that. But these guys don't understand that God has an ultimate plan for the Jewish right. people. And if that makes them mad or angry, I'm sorry. I'm just reading the Bible. And the Bible tells me that God is going to draw them unto himself through some pretty horrific things that will happen in the world, but he's going to get their attention. And they're going to say, he whom we crucified was indeed the son of God. And they're going to become great evangelists. Do we see anywhere in the Bible that the Muslims are going to finally say, oh, wow, we should have been killing all those Christians and everything. You know, we we, we reject Muhammad. We believe in Jesus. No. What is wrong with these guys?
3: yeah the the deception is deep brandon and that's why i wanted to bring it to the attention because i think many christians that uh who are conservative and 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 would support someone like Stu peters and the work that he did again to expose some of the other things uh, in the globalist um, agenda this is very dangerous this is so 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 dangerous because it is not giving a proper balance between as you did you did very well to say listen there are Uh, good Jews and and there are bad Jews, righteous and unrighteous, just like there are righteous people who claim to be Christians and there are unrighteous people who claim to be Christians. But we have to separate the biblical support for the for the right of the Jewish people to be in the land in, in fulfillment of prophecy. And I wanted to quickly address the synagogue of Satan comment because they're not going back to the comment. Jesus specifically was talking about the Jews of that region in Smyrna because the Jews of the region were part of persecuting Christians at the time, including Polycarp, who was a martyr for Christ, uh, who was a um, disciple of, of, of John the revelator. So these are... There was an element where the, the scripture says, What? They say they are Jews, but they are not. That's the key. The Bible says they say they are Jews, but they're not really Jews. They are of the synagogue of Satan. That doesn't mean that every Jew is of the synagogue of Satan. But the way that they're framing this, it is fueling, Brandon, the anti Semitism and then yet they refuse, they're extolling Russia, and we know Russia is part of the Gog-Magog alliance in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Russia is gonna be a part of that alliance that comes against Israel. This is all playing out, in my opinion, where the world is being deceived. And I'm not in any way supporting uh, Ukraine and the corrupt Ukraine. I do think that the globalist agenda runs through Ukraine. I think it's a gigantic money
2: laundering scam at best, and probably a lot more
3: probably a lot more, right? But to, to but to raise Putin uh, and say Russia is this glorious Christian nation that that is doing everything right. Uh, America is deeply sinful. America is deeply corrupt. We must repent before God. We are under judgment. But to extol this and then to flip this from Putin to now make it about the Jewry. Uh, oh my gosh, this is like, I see this and I see the rise of, of of the of the of the National Socialists, the Nazis, that rise of that kind of rhetoric. And this is happening globally. At the same time that you see all these pro-Hamas mobs, like in London the other day again, flying the ISIS flag during their rallies. Oh, you mean and, the ISIS went,
2: that James White said, ISIS is not Islam? That one? That's right.
3: That's right. <laughs> remember, remember when James White,
2: folks, listening, this dude, this so-called apologist, Christian pastor that Bill Johnson of Grace to You, John MacArthur's ministry, all loved so much and defended. He actually said
3: ISIS is not Islamic. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> ignorance, total ignorance, total Ooh. ignorance. And 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 when we tried to expose that. So this is why I'm saying that the he's the dots, the, 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 you got to connect the dots. So when they are ignorant about Islam, then they will turn on Israel. And I've said this so many years. The two are connected. If they're ignorant about Israel, then they'll be supportive of Islam. If they're supportive of Islam, they will eventually turn on Israel and turn on on what God is doing among the Jewish people. And so I'm, I'm not blanketing every Jew, because like you said, like the Jews that took over the Capitol Rotunda the other day in support of Hamas and support of Gaza. There are deceived Jews, yep. just like there are deceived Christians. But for us to blanket this kind of language, it is absolutely, everybody should be calling us Stu Peters right now as you are anti-Semitic. There's no doubt you are anti-Semitic and you're, and, and this Kapner guy is no doubt, as a self-hating Jew, anti-Semitic. And you need to repent if you are claiming Christ and understand that you also should be calling out the Islamic movement and all of these pro-Hamas mobs that are, are, are uh, gearing up to further attack the world and attack America. Uh, and sadly, the Christians will be there supporting it, aiding and abetting it, And when you and I and others are calling it out, we are labeled as the haters and the enemy. But that's okay, because we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. We're gonna keep warning. We're gonna keep bringing this. And we have to continue to give Christians the right balance of how to support Israel biblically without buying in to the uh, blanket support of the Israeli government.
2: And, and, And when you and I had a gunman in April of 2017 from Saudi Arabia come into our conference you and I were the speakers, standing room only, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, April 2017, and a guy comes in from, who's from Saudi Arabia originally, correct? Yes. He, he, he filmed his Quran, panned the crowd while I was speaking, and was removed by our off-duty cops we hired, and then set out in his car, made two or three more videos brandishing five weapons, two semi-automatics, as well, uh, five guns, two semi-automatics, and what was said to be 1,200 rounds of ammunition, threatening us. He ended up doing a few, you know, seven months in federal prison for that. I mean, now if you had did, if you did what they did on January 6th, you're in there for now going on three plus years. But if you if you threaten us, you get seven months. That's it. But here's the deal: did we hear one peep out of John MacArthur's Grace to You, Phil Johnson, his church, or anyone? One peep? No. After that, they that some of their guys. Talked about where I go to church, and even said, "Oh yeah, well, let, you know, you want to know right. where Brandon lives? You know where Brandon lives? His house, yeah." Right. So, so right. the people at John MacArthur's ministry didn't say one word about what happened to you and I. So, if we, God forbid, are ever murdered by some jihadis, there will be crickets in much of the Christian community.
3: There'll be crickets. There will. There will, Brandon. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was pretty upset about the whole interfaith uh, debacle of James White doing that in the church. But when I got really upset is when they doxed you. When when, when after, like you said, after what happened to us in April of 2017, with that heavily armed Muslim, remember he had two weapons on him, on the person, and then he had the rest in the car and brandishing and threatening us, and then, Subsequently, we had, if you remember, events canceled. We had to cancel events. We were then canceled out of events because we had to cancel out of Bloomington, Minnesota, because the jihadis there were threatening that conference. And local police said, we're not going to protect you. We, you're on your own. But
2: they told so, us you, if you, they said, you, if you show up, you better have so much security because yeah, the chatter yeah, we're, got, getting, the chatter we're getting is off the charge. You better have exactly. so much security. Well,
3: where could you get that in such short notice? Exactly. So when those are things that are happening to us, when we're getting death letters to our houses, uh, threatening to rape our wives and throw acid in our faces, and these Christians are then engaging with someone like Yasser Kadi and these jihadists and silent, Lord help them, woe to them. All I can say is woe to them because they are, that's what I said, they're complicit. The blood will be, if it's not you and I, it's somebody else, and every Christian right now, every 385 million Christians that are under heavy persecution globally, and the number one perpetrator is Islam. It's not government, government is there, but the number one perpetrator of that persecution is Islam. Those 385 million Christians, the, the, the tens of thousands that are murdered every year, like in Nigeria, the blood is on the head of those Christians like James White, who then are buddy-buddying up to these Islamic jihadists and saying how wonderful Islam is and how these are our neighbors and we're going to hold hands with them and we're going to... And this is not to say we should fear every Muslim. No, if you love the Muslims, be bold. Share the gospel with them. Brandon, we just... uh, Usama and I worked and uh, we just put together a gospel track for Muslims. So we're doing everything we can to reach the Muslims with the gospel because we love them enough to tell them the truth. No, James White is sitting there playing interfaith footsies with them when there's no gospel preached, there's no evangelism, it's, oh, look, look how much we have in common now. No, this is unbiblical, this is heretical, and the, the blood will be on their heads when as Christians are being killed around the world because they're silent, they're silent about the plight of Christians at the hands of the Muslims, and they're gonna be silent when America is being taken over. So, woe, the warning is there, and we better not go down the road of anti-Semitism and start hating, blanket hating the Jewish people. Because you want to talk about God removing any blessing, any protection off this nation. Go down that road and see how fast America will be done.
2: 100% 10% agree. Uh, TillMinistry.com, correct?
3: Yes, sir. TillMinistry.com.
2: TillMinistry.com. T-I-L. Truth and Love. T-I-L. Ministry.com. Thank you as always, Sharam.
3: Thank you, brother. Good to see you.
2: You too, my friend. Sharam Hadian checking in. Hey, take a look at this, folks. This is at worldviewreport.com tonight. Study finds 80% of Americans test positive for little-known chemical contained in Cheerios and Quaker oats. How many of you have seen this? I bet a lot of you have. Because this has been going viral, as they say, for about the last, oh, I don't know, 10 days or so. It's everywhere. So I thought, I better bring on someone to talk about this. You know what else we have over at Worldview? report.com shocking secrets of the food industry and it's going into something that I've talked about before but don't know a lot about and I guess it's called a peel A P E E L A P E E L uh I don't know if we should be eating this it somehow preserves the food longer but I don't know I mean I don't know about you but like I said in the opening tonight I'm getting a little tired of finding out how tainted so much of our food supply is joining me to talk about this particularly the first one we'll start with that one right here 80% of Americans test positive for little known chemical contained in Cheerios and Quaker Oats is Dr. Lana she's a PhD in nutrition Dr. Lana thank you for joining us again
4: Mandy hello hello Brandon nice to be here
2: you well great to have you with us thank you so this is the story about Cheerios and 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 uh, Quaker Oats is going viral it's everywhere I bet I know this partly because my I sent it to my wife Okay, I found it, I sent it to her because I'm like, don't buy this stuff anymore. I actually, to be honest with the audience, I had not had Cheerios in you know, a long, long time. I bought a box of Cheerios when I went to the store, which I don't normally go to the store, the grocery store, but I went to the grocery store with my wife and I thought, hmm, Honey Nut Cheerios sound really good. I bought a big box of them and they were on the counter and I kept going over you know, and grabbing a handful of them over the course of about two days. And then I saw this article a one like it, and I, uh, I sent it to my wife, and I said, "Well, I guess we're done with Cheerios. Throw those away." So, what do you know about this? Are you seeing this is going viral? This story? I bet, I bet the folks at Quaker Oats and and uh, uh, Cheerios are probably pushing back. Are they?
4: Well. This is not new to me, because this is what I do for a of living. Of course it's not, because clients, that's, how thought, you right, that's how smart no, you are. That's how smart you are. No, it's just my, that's, that's my bullseye brand, and that's my highway and area of expertise. And I haven't had cereal in our house like that. If I did, it was um, organic and gluten-free and all of that, but it's so sad because it's a pesticide, all right? It's a pesticide like glyphosate, and it's um it's called. They have all kinds of different names for all these pesticides, right? And cereals have been a, a bad player for a long time. There, there's things like toxins, heavy metals in cereals um, that people just don't even realize. But What they're doing is mainly spraying oats, like 92% of this pesticide has been sprayed on oats. Now, I understand the current administration is allowing this pesticide to also be sprayed on wheat and barley. So, you know, people could eat gluten decades ago, and in my practice many years ago, um, we didn't have to be as careful with our grains and, you know, gluten. We could eat oats. We could eat wheat. We could eat barley, rye, oats, and wheat are the highest um, containing gluten foods. They're the, they contain the most gluten. So now people were getting digestive issues, but it's mainly... Yes, gluten. Yes, wheat. But the pesticides, and they tested. They did a um, a study, and ninety six people were tested, and seventy seven of them had this chloramquat, this new pesticide that's now sprayed mainly on oats. And it's really, it's it's very sad. But there there's a few things that you can do. But I'm telling you all right now absolutely no Cheerios. Don't get cereal unless it is organic gluten-free. And you've, you're right, you just have to stay away from the oats and the oatmeal and all that unless it is um, organic and gluten-free. And you know, glyphosate really quick, and, and this is all in the same family. You know, glyphosate, my friends here, that was registered in 1974. It's been sprayed on all of our food since the 70s. So now it's in our air, it's in our soil, it's in our water. And the la- my last point right now, Brandon, is, I have talked to my private patients for years about keeping your weight down, staying hydrated with good water, and removing the toxins. We have a toxic load unlike any other time in the history of mankind and we can't feel it and this particular pesticide guess what this is designed to do what to disrupt the reproductive system so brandon is and it a part of a population control growth
2: part of population control maybe well
4: what do you think isn't it awful
2: well is it wasn't it the kissinger report wasn't it the Kissinger report with Henry Kissinger back in the '70s that was finally declassified in I think eight nineteen uh, uh, eighty eight or whatever it was during the Reagan administration? Wasn't it the Kissinger report that talked about using food and ab- abortion on demand, the sterilization for third world countries? And wasn't it wasn't it uh, one of Obama's guys, the science czar John Holdren, that talked about putting sterilants in the food? And water, and those that were chosen by the government to be able to reproduce could be given the antidote. Are you aware of
4: that with the with, uh, John Holdren and all of them? Well, from years ago, and you know, it, it is sad. This is this is tied to this particular pesticide. Like I said, tied to reproduction. Yes, I am, and it, it's it's really a crime. And think about it; it goes so. This is a maternal thing or think about it. And I know paternal as well, but what do you give, you know, when you have the little baby or you're in church and you want to keep them, you know, quiet, you give them Cheerios. little toddlers, they've got even cute little um, plastic containers. That's full of Cheerios. I see when we're in church, you know, they're eating Cheerios. So think about the crime in this, how it's so, well thought out. And
2: if anyone Um, with Cheerios wants to come here, come on this broadcast and push back, mm -hmm. I'd be more than happy to have them come on and explain this to you, to to us and, and where they think we're wrong. But I'll tell you an interesting thing. My wife, as you know, has gluten allergies, really bad gluten allergies. And so she has told me for the longest time, I don't think it's really the gluten, Brandon. I think it's what's sprayed on the crops. I have a sensitivity To what's sprayed on the crops. I really think that's what it is. And that makes sense to me. Here's the deal. She buys the gluten-free Cheerios. And she puts her hand in there and starts eating them. Within a day, she's broken out with a rash. A rash. Right. Okay? And this is only when she gets a hold of something that's got this kind of spray or whatever it is. Well, if you're eating something, it's normally when she gets a hold of gluten. Right. So that's how she knows she's gotten gluten. But if she's eating something that's gluten free and she's breaking out with a rash, the same rash, when she gets a hold of gluten, what does that tell us? It tells us it's probably at the end of the day, not the gluten, but what the crop has been sprayed with. So if you eat some cereal that's gluten free, but sprayed, you're really, I think, reacting. She thinks she's reacting to the spray because she's obviously not reacting to the gluten unless there's some cross-contamination in their manufacturing process. You see what I'm saying? She thinks you're reacting to the gluten, but when you eat something that's no gluten in it, but has been sprayed, and then you break out, then you know it's not the gluten. It's gotta be the crop that's being sprayed, correct?
4: No, absolutely, and it, it's everywhere. It's pervasive, and they've just targeted, this is just the latest pesticide, and they targeted the one grain that is just a sweeping You you think Cheerios, oats, oatmeal, it's just, oh my gosh, they go from the little toddlers and the babies all the way to senior citizens or baby boomers and saying, oh, it's heart healthy. We've got to keep our cardiovascular health, um, you know, just at an optimal level. And we're going to have, you know, Cheerios because so they speak to every age group with oats. And what are they doing with, you know, even oat milk? I, I'm telling you, it is it's a crime. And they've targeted um, this particular one towards the reproductive system and towards fetal development to disrupt fetal development and to disrupt the reproductive system.
2: Wow. Let's go to this next one. Uh, this is over 100 percent fed up. Shocking secrets of the food industry. What, what can you tell me about this? Uh, I guess it's going to show shocking secrets of the food industry, and I don't know if this video is going to show here, but it's, I guess, showing you that um, they're spraying stuff on some of this fruit. Well, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. picture, by the way. Check out this picture 50 years ago and tell me if you notice anything. Yeah, how thin everybody is and healthy looking they are, right? Um, what is this appeal? What is this appeal? What is it supposed to do?
4: Well, they say, you know, it it sounds, oh, isn't that nice to keep your fruits and your vegetables? So now, and this, this is what's really awful, is now they're targeting, they went towards the oats for, you know, all the age groups, starting at babies, and now they're targeting apples and berries and your healthy fruits and vegetables, right? Mainly fruits right now, and mainly apples and berries. So they're like, we're going to, preserve the shelf life so you can go and and get your fruit and it's going to last longer. Well, you know what? God made fruit. It is perishable. It is. You're supposed to get it fresh, eat it in a day or two. That's how it's designed. And all the phytonutrients, vitamins and minerals that go in your body, your body knows exactly what to do with all of those phytonutrients. So it's perishable. It's not supposed to last. And they're they're saying, "No, we're going to help your all of your fruit last." It's made with um, fatty acids and plant oils. It's trans fats, which, again, i'm I'm going to dive a little bit deep on what this is doing. It's meant to be on the outside of your this appeal on the outside of your apples and berries now because heaven knows what else they're going to put it on. But they're putting it on your healthy fruits and vegetables so that it'll last longer. Well, that, that we don't need that done because it doesn't need to last. We're supposed to pick them off the trees or get them right out of the store when they're organic. If you can, I tell my patients, buy organic when you can. It has a number nine on the beginning of the produce um, skew number. The labels on the produce start with a nine. That's organic. And it's not supposed to last for more than a few days. So this has... Um, plant oils, and basically trans fats on them. So let me tell you what this is doing, because your cells have two layers to them. And the whole idea um, is your cells must function properly for you to stay lean for you to remain cognitively sharp, physically sharp as you age. We are not supposed to age poorly. We are supposed to age with full cognitive physical function till we're over 100 years old and just die in our sleep, right? And go meet Jesus, right? That's supposed to be the plan. We are not supposed to die sick and debilitated. So what um, the trans fats, what they do is they clog your cell membranes. And so what does that do? Your cells are supposed to allow toxins to get out of them, glucose to get in so you can make energy, and hormones need to move in and out of your cells appropriately, just in a nutshell. So when all that's blocked and clogged and gunked up, so to speak, you have hormone imbalance, You can't get rid of toxins, so you gain weight. It taxes your liver. It taxes your kidneys. Um, It just goes on and on. And think about it, Brandon. There are so many more younger people getting terrible diseases, autoimmune diseases, the terrifying disease that nobody wants to hear. And it is because all of this causes at the root level cellular dysfunction. And that's the goal because you can promote autoimmune diseases. You can promote obesity. So if you cause reproductive issues with some things and you cause people to gain weight, which is the worst thing to do, the the best thing is to keep your weight down, move your body, drink your water and, you know, stay healthy, right? And eat good foods. But you've got, I'm telling people, peel your apples Um, And you've got to remove toxins from the body.
2: Wow. Well, I knew you were the right person to come to on these two articles. Uh, By the way, let's promote her website. Let's throw it up there real quick. I want to promote her whole plan. Inspiredbywellness.com. Inspiredbywellness.com. You'll find about her and what she's up to. Inspiredbywellness.com. She's a PhD in nutrition, Dr. Lana. Okay, one thing before we conclude here. Um, we, Melissa, boy, she has really been good. We tapped Melissa to go out and find us some sponsors and some companies we could work with. But they have to pass the Melissa test. Well, we all know about Bella Gray. She brought me that. We know about the superfoods company, Puriam. She brought us that, which many of you are signing up for, which, by the way, is organic. You pull it out of the field. They juice it. They dry it. They put the powder of the, of the vegetable or fruit in a bag. They ship it to you, no additives. You mix it with good, clean, healthy water, and you've got yourself a veggie or or fruit shake uh, with no additives and no Roundup or glyphosate, et cetera, et cetera. That's one. By the way, you know about that company, right?
4: Absolutely. Yes. you think good of? it? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. For years. I've used those products for for years, Brandon. Yes. Stamp of approval.
2: So, okay, they get Dr. Lana's stamp of approval, and, of course, you can go over to... uh, superfoodshouse.com, superfoodshouse.com, if you want to find more about that. That's one company that Melissa brought us, actually the second one after Bella Grace. So I said, well, you're doing really good at this, babe, so keep up, keep it up. So she went and found us another one. So let me mention that one now for the first time. Here's, here's the superfoodshouse.com website. You can find out more. So Dr. Lana's been familiar with that. You just heard her speak so well, well of it. So here's another one, Dr. Lana. And then I just found out tonight you're involved with this company as well. Uh, and this one is... Uh, about uh, glutathione. What is glutathione?
4: Oh, my word. Okay. Deep breath here, everyone. Glutathione is your master molecule. All right. God put glutathione in every animal, every plant in every human being, it's in every one of your cells. And when I say you've got a way, you've got to find a way to lower this toxic load, and especially post 2020, you just heard what they're doing with our food supply, you've got to lower the toxins in your body. And you thought, well, gosh, how do I do that? Dr. Nolan, like, how do I get rid of you know my, my toxins? So bottom line, glutathione is the only, Molecule that will mitigate, kill, destroy graphene oxide, glyphosate, um, heavy metals, forever toxins, pesticides, herbicides. It, it get, you swish this glutathione. It's in water more pure than a hospital IV. And you swish two capfuls for about four minutes um, in the morning, around noontime. You could do it again. Um, about 8 p.m., and this gets the glutathione molecule in your cells, in your brain, in all of your organs, in less than 60 seconds. You swish two capsules for about four minutes, um, two times a day, and you can do it three times a day if you want. When I tell you, the only other way that you can get glutathione in your body this way. Is through an IV with your medical doctor or your nurse practitioner, or through your doctor at the doctor's office. And they're two to five hundred dollars. Those IVs, and guess what? The glutathione is gone in about ninety minutes to six hours. You need another IV. So it would cost you ten thousand five hundred dollars a month to get glutathione IVs. Um, I didn't use glutathione in my practice. I would, I would send patients to get IVs if they really um, were ill and needed them. But when I found out, this is so revolutionary. Um, when I found out that there was a way to get glutathione in your cells, and it's just in a swish. It's an enlightenment water and swish it two capfuls, four minutes when you wake up about noontime. And then about eight o'clock at night, you
2: don't swallow it, you swish it and then spit it out.
4: You you swish it and you swallow it. It's light mint. Swish it and swallow it. Um, you can spit it out after about four minutes or so. But this is, my friends, this is the only molecule. God put it in every one of our cells, and we start losing glutathione when we're 20 years old, and it just goes. Down, down, down the hill. And guess what else lowers glutathione? All the weed killers, all the herbicides, all the pesticides, the graphene oxide um, from vaccines, um, viruses, heavy metals, poisons, chemicals, forever toxins in clothing and cookware. Um, there's also a terrible nitrogen-based um radical called peroxynitrite. And the reason you should care about that is guess how that is formed from cellular radiation from your cell phones and your computers. It damages your brain cells, heart cells, muscle cells. You don't feel it. Here's the good news. Well, I'm telling you, God is good. I I, absolutely. Glutathione is the only goal that will mitigate and kill and destroy peroxynitrite. Glutathione, you you broke up for
2: a second. Say that last, glutathione is the only one.
4: It's the only molecule that will mitigate and destroy peroxynitrite from cell phone radiation. Wow. Glutathione will detox every heavy metal, poison, pesticide, forever toxin, out of your brain, out of your liver, out of your organs, out of all of your cells every single day. And there's a lot of clinical
2: studies to show this, correct?
4: Well, you can look up, I I encourage you all to do this. You can look up glutathione. Right. You can go to pubmed.gov. That's the National Library of Medicine. And you can put glutathione, G-L-U-T-A-T-H-I-O-N-E, you can type glutathione in the top search bar in pubmed.gov. You could put any health condition in there that you want. You could put glutathione in breast cancer. You could put glutathione in type 2 diabetes. You can put glutathione in obesity. I mean, I tease people in my practice. I said, you could put glutathione in purple striped unicorns in there, and I'm, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness... Glutathione is the most studied molecule in medicine, and this is all a government website. Studies, and this is a government all website. All the studies will proliferate, and you will see that people with all of those health issues are very low in glutathione. In this swish, I have it. I have it in my house. My my family takes it. My eighty-seven year old mother takes it. I encourage you to go to house one dot new me.com and learn more. Everybody should have two bottles a month. Everybody in my family takes this. This is one of those things. It's not if we need it. We need this every day, the rest of our lives. This is the only thing that will mitigate and destroy all of those toxins and chemicals and heavy metals that we are being bombarded with every day of our life.
2: It's H O W S E House One. That's how they track it, so our organization gets credit. Again, another great way I think to support your health and us. House H O W S E One. Dot Numi N E U M I. Dot com. House One. Dot Doctor Lana, thank you so much. I learned a lot today, as I know our audience did as well.
4: Pleasure being here.
2: You, you and your website is
4: inspiredbywellness.com I'll, I'll help you lose that weight and you everybody can go get their glutathione and we'll stay healthy together.
2: Awesome. Thank you Dr. Lana. appreciate it. Thank you. Joining me now is Dr. Andy Woods, Dr. Rob Linstead and Aaron live from Israel. Gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. We got to move very 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 quickly tonight. Let me start out with you, Dr. Woods and Dr. Linstead We go to Aaron. Aaron is going to be giving us some news tomorrow on radio and a little bit tonight. Uh, But we are hearing that those five red heifers that were shipped to Israel, we have the video footage if you guys want to look on YouTube and find it, guys. The five red heifers last year that were shipped from Texas to Israel and then taken off uh, and out of the crates at the airport. That they are doing wonderful. They're under guard. I think some of them are separated. Some of the Hamas article leaders and some articles say that one reason they invaded on October 7th is they wanted to get to those animals and kill them because they do not want these heifers to pass the purification test of Numbers chapter 19 and and be um, slaughtered and their ashes mixed with water for purification. Aaron was telling us today this could happen in the next few months. Dr. Linstead, you first.
1: Well, there is a group in Israel who is determined to do a sacrifice. Uh, if they're not able to get on the Temple Mount, they've they've talked about perhaps doing this on the Mount of Olives, and uh, and I think part of this is uh, coming to an apex because, as you know, Ramadan starts the first week in in March, and so it's almost um, uh, I can I can say a, a a play over the Temple Mount. Ben-Vir, uh, he's, he's radical about keeping uh, Ramadan off the Temple Mount this year. Some of the Jews are radical about saying, let's do the sacrifice on the Temple Mount. And that's really bringing things to a tremendous head right now in Israel. And of course, it's already a bit of a powder keg anyway.
2: Dr. Woods, what are you hearing?
1: Well,
5: I, it's all very interesting to me. It's just a sign of the times. Um, we know there is going to be a third temple uh, that will be desecrated by the Antichrist midway through the tribulation period. Just a few verses on it that people can jot down to validate this. Uh, Daniel 9, verse 27. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Matthew 24, verse 15. Uh, Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Daniel chapter 12 verse 11 etc and so we know that that temple is coming and so when you see the red heifer uh, the ashes of which is necessary to you know dedicate that third temple you know that it's clearly within the Jewish mind or the minds of Israel's leaders to very soon rebuild temple number three now when when exactly is it going to be rebuilt I don't know. I just know it's going to be up and running midway through the tribulation period because you can't desecrate a temple that doesn't exist, which Bible prophecy demands to happen. There they are. And so this is this is just another sign that we're moving in that direction.
2: And there are your red heifers right there, something we've been talking about for years and years and years. It's so fascinating to see that we're alive right now to watch this. Jimmy DeYoung would be doing backflips if he could, if he were here, wouldn't he, Dr.? Uh... Dr. Woods, he would be excited about this because he and I spent so many years talking about this before we passed away a couple years ago. But look at that.
5: Well, if the fellows that taught us Bible prophecy, you know, I'm thinking of some of my mentors that are now with the Lord could see some of this stuff. They would be screaming at the top of their lungs. And what's uh, tragic, of course, in all of this is the evangelical church on these kind of issues almost has a self-imposed gag order, you know, We don't want to talk about it because we're afraid it might divide or, you know, drive people away. But yeah. that's the nature of truth. All truth divides.
2: Indeed. And by the way, guys, in the control room, I'm going to go a little long tonight. There's no one behind me on Patriot.tv and Dr. Woods is right behind me on Worldview YouTube. Dr. Woods, can we bump your nine o'clock show back a little bit? We'll play it right after we get off the air.
5: Well, what am I going to say? No, you're in charge.
2: <laughs> well, I'm trying to be gracious, you know, so we're going to go a little bit longer guys than nine o'clock tonight, because there's no one right behind me at Patriot TV yet. We're doing our hard launch. Come up uh, hard launch. is a week from today, folks. You're going to love the lineup. We've got coming at Patriot.TV. We'll of course have uh, worldview report at seven Brandon house live at seven 30. And um, we've got some big announcements, folks. You're going to love the host. Some of these guys, I wouldn't say we're pulling them out of retirement, but we are we are certainly pulling some of them off the golf course. And you're going to be shocked. One of them used to sit in all the time for Rush Limbaugh. Uh, we got some other folks coming on board you guys are going to love. So I went looking hard and long for the best of the best that do radio and television in their background so that uh, they're very professional. You're going to love what's coming a week from today at Patriot.TV. Uh, so with that, we'll go a little longer guys. Don't let the computer take me away at nine o'clock. Um, now, uh, you mentioned, um, let's go to, let's go to Aaron real quick. Aaron on the red heifers. Um, what, what you and I were talking about this on radio, by the way, what is it going on over there about, uh, about 47, about, a, uh, 14 minutes, uh, 13 minutes to six AM, 5 AM
0: to five, so yes.
2: five. Yeah good grief and you get up for us amazing well you guys know why we now pay him because he is a paid guy we pay him and your support at our foundation www.foundation.com, helps us pay him to be with us uh because his whole livelihood was doing tours after october 7th that quit and so we brought him on board with us and a workman's worthy of his hire particularly for a guy that gets up at four four forty five in the morning i guess he probably got up at four thirty in order to look that good so he's been up for at least a few minutes the poor guy so again thank you for supporting us through our foundation wvwfoundation.com so we can have a reporter on the ground reporting to us like aaron so aaron we're we're all pretty excited over here in america about our can can i can i take some ownership our red heifers here from the u.s that have been shipped over there to you i mean wow how providential is that that america which i think was the first country to recognize the existence of the nation state of Israel, correct?
0: Correct. And now and now we're sending
2: you guys the red heifers. There's quite a there's quite a link between America historically and the U.S. and and Israel, isn't there?
0: There is. And actually, I just found out that the same people that helped uh, find these red heifers, they were the ones that helped also purchase a plot of land on the Mount of Olives where it's expected that the sacrifices will be made. And um, just following on from uh, what we've been hearing, according to the Talmud, the red heifers have to be sacrificed between the ages of two and three. Now, it was in October the 2nd that the red heifer, the the oldest one, became uh, two years old. Uh, old so um apparently there's about another seven or eight months to go before it's too late to sacrifice them because there is a belief that once they're over three years of age they they, they are quote unquote unblemished uh sorry they are blemished so the time is ticking and uh everything that I'm hearing uh, is that it will be, from i from a period between passover and shavuot which is called pentecost so the dates we're talking about and 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 i'm passing on what i'm hearing what i'm researching what i'm what i'm reading is april the 22nd until june the 11th that is the time frame that is being looked at and talked about And um, as was mentioned also, uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir, who is the national security uh, chief, he is also in charge of security on the Temple Mount. Uh, This will no, you know, I don't believe he's going to try and allow or at least allow the sacrifices to happen on the Temple Mount. I I don't believe, uh, I think it, it will be, it will be too uh, too radical, too uh, too too many uh, ramifications and consequences for that. Um, but I, I I'm pretty convinced that it's we're going to see it happen. In fact, there is a video out there of one of the Hamas spokesmen about two months ago who said one of the main reasons why we attacked on October the seventh is because of those red cows that the Israels want to sacrifice and defile our holy site. That was quoting one of the Hamas spokespeople. There's Dr. Chaim Reichman, the leader of the um, Temple Institution. There's the little little, red heifers there.
2: Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Guys, I mean, he mentions the Talmud. What does uh, Numbers chapter 19 tell us about the process for uh, cleansing and getting getting ready for the temple? What does it tell us, uh, Dr. Linstead?
1: Well, it does make it very clear what the process is about the purification, and for sure it will be done outside the city. Uh, in the little video clip there, you showed a picture of Byron Simpson. He's a good friend of ours, and... Uh, and he's really dedicated himself to, to getting the the red heifers there, and to try to do everything according to you know exactly the recipe that you find in Numbers 19. But it's also mentioned in Hebrews chapter uh, 13, or let's see yeah, chapter uh, sorry chapter 9 verse 13, for the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ? Sometimes people say, you know, when you talk about this, you're talking only uh, Old Testament, only Jewish. Well, the the truth is it's there in the in the New Testament as well. I believe that uh, Aaron's right. I, I think it would cause such an explosion to have this take place on the Temple Mount, especially with Ramadan, because Ramadan lasts for a month. And so the, the tension already is extremely high. And uh, as you know, Netanyahu... By just having Ben Veer as part of his cabinet uh, and having him the security officer there, uh, <clears throat> he's he's drawn a lot of fire for that. And and matter of fact, it's interesting because not only uh, is he drawing fire there, but this is why Blinken and now Hillary Clinton just came out with her statement saying, somehow we got to get rid of Netanyahu. And the reason they want to do that is because they want to get rid of Ben Veer and others who they would say, are extremists and who hold that that Israel has the right to the Temple Mount. Netanyahu just recently came on and said, you know what? The Israeli population has prioritized the fact defeating Hamas is more important than f- freeing the hostages right now. Because he believes that until they defeat Hamas, there will be more hostages. And so that's why that, that work goes on. So you've got the the end of the Hamas war going on. You've got the beginning of Ramadan going on. You got Ben Veer, who's who's a, a no compromise guy, and you've got the red heifers turning just the right age at this particular time. It really brings everything to a head right now.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. Any com- hey Logan, you got that clip in there from uh, uh Andy, you have, you want to comment before we switch to another topic?
5: Well, I think the key thing with all of these things is convergence. It's, it's not a sign or two in isolation. It's a bunch of things, you know, happening all at once. I mean, I might just throw into the mix something that happened a few years back, the reinstitution of the Sanhedrin, you know, in Israel. And you have to throw that into the mix because they're, you know, by my way of thinking are the ones that will give the uh, formal approval for the Jews or for Israel to move forward with these things. So that's another uh, piece of the jigsaw puzzle, you know, that's put into place. Along with all of these other signs coming together in convergence. And so I I like the word convergence when we talk about these things.
2: Yeah. Uh, Switching topics real quick. You do not have to agree with Brandon House on everything for me to be your friend or to agree with me on everything for me to work with you and love you and, and want to promote you. And uh, Aaron, not to put you on the spot, but I don't know that you and I and and the other two gentlemen here. I don't know that we agree. On, let's say on the whole issue of uh, pre-tribulation and the rapture. Correct?
0: Um, are you baiting me? Are you? Uh, no, no, no. I'm you... just. No,
2: I'm looking for an honest <laughs> yes or no. No, 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 no. I'm looking for an honest and not baiting you. But we, you. Um.
0: We... No. No, I don't know if we we uh, necessarily uh, uh, agree or not. I don't even know if I agree with myself.
2: <laughs> well, that's an honest answer. Well, I just know that you and I have talked about it before and and it's come up on the air with you and I. Um, and, and all I'm trying to say, yeah. about putting you on the spot, is you and I don't have to agree on everything eschatology-wise or theologically. You uh, and I agree on the essential Christian doctrines. We're still trying to figure some things out as to what is being said in Revelation and in Daniel and Ezekiel <laughs> 38, 39. Yeah. And you and I can agree no. to kick it around and have different views. Uh, I think I think you and Dr. Woods, uh, Dr. Linstead, I think one of you thinks the Antichrist is going to be Jewish, and one of you thinks the Antichrist is going to be a Gentile, right?
1: I think he's Jewish,
2: and 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 you think he's Gentile, right, Dr. Woods?
5: Yeah, and I would just say to Rob, you know, he can go his way, and I'll go the Lord's way. You know, <laughs> no, that's 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 that's, that's just a, that's no. a joke there. That's, that's a joke. But um, well, the point you know, I'm making is good friends.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Dr.
5: Uh, good friends
1: can disagree and still be friends. That's right. And that's and, the uh,
2: point I'm making. Yeah. We don't agree on every little thing. And you know, some people think, Oh, you have to agree with House on everything or out the door. No, that's not true at all. Uh, so I wasn't trying to put anybody on the spot here. But even if you are not so sure about the pre-tribulation rapture, any of you listening friends tonight, I highly doubt any of you think that because Dr. Woods and Dr. Lindstead and myself do hold to the pre-tribulation rapture view that because we hold to that we're demonic, right? I highly doubt anyone listening tonight would think I see Aaron shaking his head. No, 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 we're not demonic. I would doubt any of you would think that because we hold to that view we are somehow less patriotic because and we certainly don't have this escapism mentality because I don't know anybody fighting harder than we are, right? I mean, I really I really don't. If I had escapism mentality, I I would just say, "Well, it is what it is." You know, Keserah, Sera, whatever it will be, will be. I'm not messing with any of it. No, the Bible says to occupy till the Lord returns and be salt and light, mm-hmm. and we're doing that, right? But I have to tell you, I'm, I am I am blown away by something that what my friend and I'm going to text him. But uh, I, and I don't have to text him first because he's said it now publicly. But I, I was really have a hard time believing what I, you're telling me, Doctor Woods. What are we about to see? Logan's going to cue the clip up and play it. What are we about to see, Doctor Woods?
5: Well, this was a podcast that um, Eric Metaxas did with, I forgot the guy's name. I think his name is Gary Thomas, something to that effect. But the two of them together in this podcast blame the pre-tribulational rapture on the decline of patriotism in the United States, you know, an unwillingness of Christians to want to vote and engage the culture. Because apparently, according to this straw man argument, we just are into sort of abandonment uh, type of theology. And then Metaxas, towards the end of this uh, podcast, actually says that the pre-tribulational rapture is, you know,
2: satanic, you know, slash demonic. He says that. And so,
5: yeah, he does say that. And and of course, would
2: would he say that to Billy Graham? Because I think Billy Graham was in our camp on uh, uh, the Rapture. Uh, I think D.L. Moody was in our camp. Adrian Rogers, John Whitcomb, uh, John Walvard. Uh Anybody else I'm missing here, Dr. Woods? Dr. mean um, yeah. Instead?
5: Uh, well, a big name is Francis Schaefer. Francis Schaefer. Who, who was a tremendous yeah, engager Dave of Hunt. the culture. Dave Hunt. Uh, yeah,
2: and also uh, Dr. Tim LaHaye. Who oh, yeah. Who, by the Dr. way, gave Jerry's- a birth. Dr. Tim LaHaye gave birth, along with Jerry Falwell, who also believed this, to the religious right. The religious right started during the Carter administration after they went in to have a meeting. I think D. James Kennedy was there, too. They went in to have a meeting with, with Jimmy Carter, President Carter, and it didn't go so well. They come outside the White House, and I was told this story by by uh, someone that was closely tied to these guys. I mean, I knew Dr. Falwell well, and I knew Dr. LaHaye well. But I mean, somebody, I can't remember who, and I knew Dr. Kennedy well. I can't remember who it was, but Tommy Ice or one of them told me they come out of that meeting. It did not go well for these guys, Dr. Kennedy, Dr. LaHaye, and Dr. Falwell. And uh, one of them turned to the other and said, Jerry, you, you, you got a mailing list and everything. You should start the—you know some organization to deal with this. And the moral majority was born, and the religious right, as they called it, was born. And thus the election of Ronald Reagan was was greatly helped. So if those guys are all into escapism and not being good patriots and helping, they were all in our camp eschatology wise, Doctor Linstead.
1: You know, I listened to a portion of that podcast, and uh, and I'm used to being in the minority in in arguments often, but but that doesn't matter. I think what you have to do is you have to feel comfortable with the with the scripture. And uh, they they not only put down. The pre-trib rapture. I believe that that's the only way to explain the Book of Daniel. It's the only way to to make sense of even uh, uh, the the Book of Revelation. So, so he's talking about how the stone comes and is going to smash Greece and and all these things, grind them to powder. But but he doesn't give Christ a chance to get his bride. That's clearly pictured in Revelation chapter four and five. And so, then he later says, he he really is not sure about dispensations, yet he says he understands the, the working of the, of the world governments. Well, I don't know if I understand the workings of the world governments. I, I believe that there's, there are people that, that are demon-possessed, that are involved in some of the world governments, but I know that God's plan, the kingdom of God, is outlined in the word of God, and that's what I can believe. And I think dispensations allows us to understand exactly what's going on. Would you criticize the prophet Jeremiah because he talked to Israel about the fact that because they had left the principles of God they would be carried away captive? Would you criticize Daniel because he prayed for the people of Israel? Well, this man goes on to say, God told him to stop praying. You know, I'm I'm one who believes in the pre-tribulation rapture, but I pray for this country and I pray for the souls of this country, but I also know that God will judge the wickedness that's here the crime, the homosexuality, the abortion, uh, the, the lying, the, the, the deceiving, all those things, there's, there's going to be a, a penalty to pay, and so I think that's what the Bible teaches. I'm not trying to be unpatriotic, but I'm trying to say, let's follow the plan of God, it may not be pleasant, and then I would ask him, okay, you're, he has everything centered around the United States, and around the election. I don't find that in the Bible. I don't find the United States as the center of Bible prophecy. I think the plan of God is way bigger than the United States. Thank God he's used the United States. I'm proud to be an American. I thank God for the Christian heritage we have here. But you know what? If we have to be spanked, then we have to be spanked.
2: Wow, let's go to that clip, Logan, and come back for some comments. And then I got another topic I wanna to switch to that video footage out of Israel, actually two clips. Watch this though, my friends
3: country was founded to be a shining city on a hill, to be a beacon of of liberty and to be able to be a place kind of almost like a launching pad for gospel missionaries and gospel principles and purposes around the world. And a lot of people who have this rescue, rapture, rescue mentality, they're kind of like, nah, we're happy to see America go down the tubes. It's already under judgment. It deserves judgment because of all the babies killed and blah, blah, blah. And they're not even slightly patriotic thinking what can i do to help my nation uh stand for god's principles and they're they're the ones buying the idea that oh yeah that's christian nationalism i'm just about jesus
2: that's really uh so 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 wrong and painting, br- <laughs> painting with such a broad brush and painting with uh- such a broad brush. I, oh, I'm the one and you guys are the ones accused of Christian nationalism because of the things we support when it comes to the borders <laughs> and supporting Israel. Yeah. And so I mean, is, is, is he, did he wake up on another planet? I mean, I don't even understand how he can come to that.
5: Yeah, Brandon, the first um, book by Tim LaHaye that I ever read was a book called The Faith of Our Founding Fathers, which demonstrates the Christian roots of America's framers. And Tim LaHaye uh, Tim LaHaye's wife, Beverly, started a massive women's movement called Concern Women for America that, that that dwarfed numerically the National Organization of Women, which was a pro-abortion liberal group. So this idea that some and Tim LaHaye, as most people know, did more to popularize the pre-tribulational rapture through the Left Behind series. So. What Metaxas and this other fellow are trying to do is trying to create a conflict between two ideas that doesn't have to exist. You can be a patriot. You can love America. You can engage the culture and at the same time believe in the pre-tribulational rapture. Tim LaHaye's personal writings and wife uh, and the influence he had over the late Jerry Falwell
2: will demonstrate that. Indeed, they do. All right. Any other comment by you, Dr. Linstead, before we switch to clips out of Israel?
1: No, that'd be fine. Let's let's move to the next one.
2: All right. Here we go. This one here, this here is, um, who's a good boy, is how I opened the program tonight. And this is a good boy right here. Aaron, I want you to tell us all about this. And it may be a good girl. I'm not so sure the sex of this dog, but this is an IDF uh, warrior at work. Here we go, watch this. the grinch said to max that's not a chew toy so any of you know the grinch movie know exactly what part of the movie i'm talking about dr linstead you don't look like you know the lines from the grinch movie and max
1: biting grinch in the rear end yeah i I haven't seen that (laughs) sorry
2: well there you go aaron that's a good boy or a good girl there and no telling how many of those dogs idf dogs have saved the lives of so many idf soldiers uh you know uh some of us Americans might need to get ourselves an Israeli dog or two, training like that, for self-protection. If we keep if we keep standing up for the Jews in the nation-state of Israel, we're going to need a pack of those around my house for the threats we're getting. But uh, <laughs> tell me about these IDF do- IDF dogs that that uh, turned that guy into a chew toy. That was a Hamas guy, I think, by the way.
0: Yeah, it looked like it. Well, um, very similar to the United States Army, most armies, they have dogs. They have trained dogs. Uh, About Probably about 15 years ago, I had a group. um, They came on a solidarity tour, and uh, one of the visits was to an IDF base uh, where they brought a a nice, uh, generous check uh, to give to the dog training unit. So we went in. And we um, we were greeted by the, the head uh, officer there. And he took us around in the fields and he showed us a little bit about the training. Back then, it was like $25,000 uh, per dog it takes to train them up. Wow. Um, they even showed us a, a little cemetery where they had dogs that had deceased, passed away either in combat or just because of age. But, uh, you know, they are a, a powerful weapon Um, Just like in ancient days, the pigeon was a powerful tool in the sense of uh, messages. Potentially, one pigeon could save an army, could turn the tide of a war. Um, Dogs, they can discover things that humans can't because of their sixth sense. And to give one example, uh, this officer told us that there was a security checkpoint And the dog sniffed in the car of uh, 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 these Palestinian, this young Palestinian man. Uh, The dog kept barking. So the soldiers checked in his car, but they didn't find anything. The dog kept barking. They opened up the seats. They did everything they could. Couldn't find a thing. The dog kept barking. So they took the car. They took it to the forensic uh, laboratory. And uh, the dog kept barking, couldn't find a thing. And finally, they found a tiny, tiny, tiny little particle of a chemical that's used to make weapons or to make bombs. So what they did is they searched the man who owned the car's house, didn't find anything, did a research of his uh, social uh, background, his friends and family. They knocked on the door of one house of friends of his and it was a bomb-making factory in that house. So that was one example of the potential uh, what these dogs can discover, but uh, I wouldn't want to uh, to have been uh, that guy in that video. He looked frightened when that dog uh, uh, came.
2: Well, and of course Usama uh, Dakdok can tell us the uh, dogs in Islam are not very popular at all And uh, particularly black ones but uh, the report is that that was a a IDF dog taking down a Hamas terrorist so good boy or good girl I'm not sure which here is another video don't mess with the Israeli IDF uh, dogs that's lesson number one we've just learned tonight another one we're gonna learn here is do not mess with the IDF women do not mess with them and yet Here's a guy, uh, I'm told, I don't speak Arabic, but there, I, there's a couple different videos tonight out that are saying this guy is calling her a, a, un-nice, a, a not a nice word, something like whore or something equivalent to that in Arabic. Watch how she responds to him. <laughs> Wow, Aaron, what can you what can you tell me? I mean, don't mess with the Israeli women, The uh, IDF women, well, right?
0: Yeah, she was a border police. I I I understood oh, what they were police, saying. Oh, she's border police, not
2: Hebrew. IDF. Okay,
0: correct. She's a border police. That was the the Lions Gate, Saint Stephen's Gate, and uh, she mm-hmm. just asked everyone to clear, and he didn't like it, and he said something under his breath, and she didn't like it. So she went after him and she said, uh, what did you say? And, uh, and then he, she said, what did you say? And then she said, get out of here, get out of here. So yeah, she's tough. She's trained. Um, I was surprised at how tough she was without any helmet on. Um, but she, she's obviously been trained in Krav Maga, some kind of self-defense. um, And and obviously, when I say
2: you're saying she's border, but my guess is at some point in her life, she was also IDF because all of your young people have to go through IDF. So that that probably came more from her IDF training and
0: background, right? It could have. um, Put it this way. The border police, especially in the old city of Jerusalem, they have special training. And yeah, you, you like like the Israeli dogs. You don't want to mess around with them. Um, And you could tell the way she was standing. Um, she she had no fear there. No, so she, she, even, uh, she
2: even started to turn her back on him before he had fully yeah. walked away, which kind of shocked me. So she obviously had already sized him up and determined yeah. after that, because of his body language and the way he acted, she'd already yes, sized him and- up that he was no threat enough that she was willing to turn her back away when he was still just a few steps away.
0: That's right. You picked that up and, and you're, you're totally right. Normally, and I've seen it many times in the old city, normally if there's some confrontation, at least two or three will will approach someone. But she just, she just left the ranks. She went by herself. Um, and yeah, you'd put that down to her training. She, you know, girls that are in the army, they're from 18 to 20 years of age. That's two years. But she looked probably more, I don't know, 23, 25, something like that. So she's had some years behind her. Um, she probably was not just a basic sergeant, uh, sorry, not just a basic private, but she probably had a higher ranking as well. So she had a bit of uh, uh, some hoot, we say, it's a bit of authority. And, uh, and and that young Arabic guy, he you know—he didn't, uh, I've seen that as well, where, where they don't back down as well. You know, honor, in, especially in the Arabic world, honor is very, very important. For a girl to approach him the way she did and for him to kind of turn away and back down, uh, that says a lot because, you know, his pride could have been hurt in front of all of those people, but uh, he probably picked up uh, her authority uh, as well as we did. Wow. All
2: right, let's switch real quick to the Red Sea. We have reports tonight that the Iranian-backed Houthis have attacked a British ship. Uh, give us the latest, and then we'll have Dr. Lindstedt and Dr. Woods respond to this. What's the latest? Uh, is that boat, is that ship still uh, up up
0: top, or is it sank? Um, are you asking me, Yes, Brennan? uh-huh, uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, my understanding is that it, uh, it has sunk. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of the... The final update, but um, it was a, a very serious attack—an uh, an, an English-owned uh, ship, I believe. Yeah, British. Yep. British. Yes. Um, and uh, the Houthis have made it very clear: anyone that supports Israel and the Zionist cause is an enemy. So this is part of the political and economic war. That the Houthis are waging. They, if they can't uh, defeat you militarily, they will try to hurt you in other ways. And this is hurting many, many uh, uh, people economically. Uh, Israel is being affected. Egypt is being affected. Um, in fact, uh, some of those sh- uh, many shipping companies around the world who go through those straits. Uh, they are not going there anymore. They either have to go the long route or, um, and then places like here in Israel, uh, where we depend on that strait to bring in a lot of our, uh, our imports, uh, we're just not getting it. So we have, to, we have to get it from other places. It takes longer and it costs more money. So, uh, you know, they, they're, uh, they're waging this war uh, economically. There we so go. There,
2: there we go. I guess it's still taking in water hours later, and it may indeed sink. We'll see what happens. Okay,
0: so it hasn't sunk yet, right? But
2: that was and but that's, uh I I think that reports eight hours ago. So it, who knows? Now that was the some of the reports I'm finding. One's eleven hours, uh, two are eight hours old. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, one's fifteen hours old. So we're having a hard time finding. Um, here's one that's thirteen hours old. So we're having a hard time finding more up to date one. The eight hours seems to be the newest one we've got right now um dr Lindstedt, dr woods uh this this battle in the red sea here we have talked openly on this broadcast that much of the world doesn't even know world war iii has started i think it has started dr um i mean uh, colonel mills general flynn many of them believe world war iii has started in some way of course the new way of warfare propaganda, psychops, cyber hacking, etc. the new wave warfare. I think October 7th showed us World War III has gotten underway fully kinetic since Iran was behind that, and many believe that China is controlling Iran largely. So I think this has already gone big-time kinetic. Um, what are you guys thinking, Dr. Lin said first, when it comes to World War III and the likelihood, as some are speculating, that it's going to go full-blown up in the Middle East first? What what do you believe, Dr. said
1: well, I think the potential to, to have a, a very widespread war is there because recently when they when they went into the UNRWA, they found the digital center there. Uh, they have documents now that, that link directly Iran to both Hamas, to Hezbollah, and also to, to Yemen. So so we know who's behind it and why do they have any power? Well the reason they have power is because they're selling oil to, to China. China is, is providing the money uh, for this. And so, so that gives a, a large uh, sum of money to, to Iran. Now Iran can feel like they can back these terrorist organizations. The truth is we need to be thanking Israel for stopping terrorism there, because it may start here. I don't know who will have to help stop it here. But as we see people flooding into the country in the southern border, are we going to have uh, the wherewithal to stop them? We may have to hire that girl soldier to come over here and defend us, but but we're in we're in bad shape in this country because terrorists are are streaming in, and uh, but luckily this is why Israel is saying you know we can't stop the war until we stop Hamas, and I think they're going to have to go a step further because sooner or later Iran has got to be stopped, and if that happens, I really do think the potential for A widespread war is real.
2: Uh, Dr. Woods, closing comment?
5: Well, I would just say all of this stuff demonstrates that Iran's tentacles are everywhere. Um, You know, Iran, most analysts believe, was largely responsible for assisting Hamas in the attack, you know, beginning in October the 7th of last year. You see Iran's tentacles in the news clip that you just showed. And this, uh, it really doesn't surprise me because we've been studying for so long. And uh, we know that uh, Iran is going to invade Israel in the last days. So a very aggressive, bellicose, belligerent uh, Iran uh, is no big shock to the students of Bible prophecy. I, I even saw something recently when you're, where Iran is trying to set up kind of like a satellite campus in Canada of all places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is just the this is just the outworking of um, what Ezekiel prophesied 2,600 years ago. This is stage setting for the final act.
2: Wow. Uh, Let's do the websites real quick, andywoodsministries.org, andywoodsministries.org. Dr. Linstead is um, bibletipnow.org, bibletipnow.org. If you'd like to go on tour with him in June, our worldview weekend tour to Israel led by Dr. Linstead, the website is bibletipnow.org forward slash wvwisrael. Is that right, Dr. Wood, uh, Linstead? yes. Also, yep, that's uh, correct. BibleTipNow.org forward slash WVW Israel to find out about this tour to the Middle East, Israel, and the area around the Middle East there, around Israel in the Middle East with Dr. Lindstedt. Uh Finally, uh, but not lastly, is Aaron. His website, LightToTheNationsMinistry.com. I didn't know if it was oh. dot .org or dot com. Light to the .com. LightToTheNationsMinistry.com. And it is uh, 5 22 a.m. in Israel on a uh, Tuesday morning. Aaron, go get your first cup of coffee and thank you for checking in with us.
0: Great to be with you all. God bless you all. You too. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks to all of you gentlemen. Thank you for being with us, guys.
1: It's good to be Thanks here so much.
2: All right. Before we conclude tonight, let me just mention a few things to you, real quick. I talked to my friend, uh, Mike Lindell, this evening. And uh he told me about this. Let me go over there real quick. I thought I had it up here but I didn't. Let me take you real quick to mypillow.com. He told me about this tonight. Uh there you go. Look at this. Giza dream bed sheets. See, I don't work with Mike Lindell every day anymore, but we still talk pretty much every day. He and I are friends and we're still helping them uh transition with Lindell TV. So don't believe all the lies out there on the internet. That's what the uh rhinos and the deep staters want you to believe. Mike and I are still still friends and we're still talking and by the way he's going to be on my broadcast real soon even after we launch here on Patriot. He and I were talking about that this morning when I was having my first cup of coffee, but Mike was telling me this evening cuz I've already talked to him like twice today at least. He we I was having my coffee and he was telling me about this and uh here you go. Giza dream bed sheets, queen size. Down to 59.98. King down to 69.98. Look at that. It was 139. Then it went on sale for 89.98. Now it's down to 59.98 for the queen. King was at 159. Then at 99. Now it's 69. So go there, mypillow.com. Take advantage of this and uh, be sure to use the promo code B66. All right. Here we have the also look at that the biggest topper sale ever. 50% off two inch or three inch topper. They're getting way down there in price. So again, use that promo code B66 for savings, all right? That way, again, you're supporting what we're doing as well as Mike Lindell and the great workers there at MyPillow. Everybody wins. Another way you can support us and support... No, don't go there. Sorry, guys. Another way you can support us and support your health as well is right here. Here we go. Melissa, Go to melissahousebg.com, melissahousebg.com, melissahousebg.com. Uh, If you would like to take this uh, elixir that we take uh, twice a day, Melissa and I take twice a day, there it is, melissahousebg.com. Find out more, including all the clinical trials right there. Click on it. Find out about it. This is a big supporter of what we're doing. I think it's a great way to support your health and what we are doing here as well with this broadcast and all of them. So another great way, I think, again, to support your health and us as they are very generous with us. And again, we believe in it. We tried it out. We tested it. And uh, we take it twice a day. So again, why not do that? Finally, we also have that new company tonight, the Neutral Wash. Uh, this again is that glutathione. Someone was asking uh, in the feedback tonight. Wait, I didn't see that. It is the website is what is it, Logan? The website is House H O W S E One. Dot Numi Dot com. Did we get that on the screen yet, guys? Because folks, you took it away. All right, well, people are asking. It's H-O-W-S-E, then the number one, dot, N-E-U-M-I, dot, com. You swish it and swallow. Okay, that is uh, this glutathione. You'll find all the details, all the studies. 165 studies by PubMed. There it is. Look at that. house dot n e u m i. dot, com. All right? thanks to all the groups that work with us and thanks to you for helping us supporting your health i think as well as uh supporting us of course don't forget superfoodshouse.com superfoodshouse.com dr lana said she fully endorses this company perium and has known about them for a long time so check that out superfoodshouse.com again this is how you're able to support what we're doing i think and support your health at the same time everybody wins otherwise you can just make a contribution at www.foundation.com. Remember, that's how we uh, support uh, the work of Aaron in Israel. Our foundation brings that public service and ministry broadcast to us, www.foundation.com. All right, look forward to talking to you tomorrow. May God save America. Take care. <laughs>